Good morning and welcome to Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and we're bringing you economics with attitude here on a Hump Day. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Did I say that right? 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. Make sure you get out there. All the stuff that we have out there day in and day out that we don't have a chance to get to on this hour-long program can be found at allamericangold.com. And what an interesting, interesting morning we have. We're going to get the minutes from the last Federal Reserve meeting. No, this game that, that goes on. All to try to give us the illusion that this private entity known as the central bank is the God Almighty power. And only they, only they, not you, not me, not our elected officials, only they and their banker buddies know what's best for the rest of us. And, and you know what? Just ask them, they'll tell you. And they'll tell you all the time, oh no, 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 well, I... No audits here. Oh, no, 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 no. And uh, you need to respect our our authority and our and the need. And this is what I love the best about about this. This is the amount. This is the the bull crap. Now, if I was a podcaster, I probably would have used a different word there. But this is what we have to tolerate. And you know what's funny? Is everybody out there, from your financial planner to your 401k administrators to the insurance guys selling you the annuities and the mutual funds? They tell you, oh, yeah, no, this is this is how it needs to be. Yeah, yeah, of course. They have to be private. Right? No, you know, otherwise, how, how can they do what's best if people, you know, want to look at what they've done? Right? Think about it. Would you allow that in your life? Would you? Hey, you know what? Uh, you're going to let your spouse, hey, I'm going to do all of these things, and I'm not going to tell you anything. Nah, don't worry. I'll just make the decisions. I'm not going to consult you. Uh, I'm not definitely not going to ask your permission. Right? Imagine, try that at work. You know, when your boss says, hey, uh, Peterson, give us those reports. Uh, you know what? Hey, I'd love to, boss. I would. But you know what? You know, I need to protect uh, my abilities to manipulate these reports, so I- I'm not going to give them to you. Right? But, but somehow, this is the system that we've allowed to be put in place. I mean, obviously, it makes no sense. And now these same people, these same people, want you to pay them for the right to borrow your money. Right? That's them. That's not... You know what? It's not J.P. Morgan. They didn't do it. Citigroup didn't do it. B of A didn't do it. No, no. This is the central bankers that have done it. And here's the funny part. We know the July meeting was a disaster. Right? We know that. The the insurance cut... Remember the insurance cut? Going to be very interesting. Uh, Tomorrow, obviously, uh, they'll come out after the show today. So tomorrow, 
I've always wondered why do they wait weeks? I mean, the meeting was on the 31st of July. It's the 21st of August. Why do we have to wait three weeks? Is it because maybe they want to rewrite the notes? I mean, obviously, it, it shouldn't take anybody three weeks to type them. And, and it's so funny, is the version you get, it's not like we get this huge, you know, 100-page document. Oh, no, it's, it's not even like a couple pages. The, the releasing of the minutes. Right, this would be a very poor effort from a high school student turning in a paper. It'd be a poor effort. Right? Teachers would be like, uh, that's it? Uh, this is your analysis of World War II? Uh, three paragraphs? Yeah, I don't think so. How about F? We're waiting three weeks. Now, we know... The vote was not unanimous. We had two dissenters. We had all kinds of, of double talk uh, from the central bankers themselves. Be very. I wonder if the minutes are going to reflect that. If they don't, right? And remember, the big spin was this was an insurance guy. Hey, this is guy. We don't really think we need it. But we're going to give it to you anyway. It's a one and doneer. It's a one-off. We'll see what the notes say. If, if and, and I don't know, but but if it's all of a sudden these notes are super dovish. Oh yeah, well we got more rate hikes coming and trade wars and tariffs and this and that and the slowdown and global economy and then we'll know, won't we? Now we know why we got to wait three weeks. Hey, just in case all the bull crap we said three weeks ago is wrong, we'll change them in the minutes and make us look like we're right. I don't know. Call me crazy. I know. Without access, how do we know? Picture Radio News Hour. How you doing? We'll be back. All the little tests out there are happening. Uh, this came out of Germany this morning. See, like all the other parts of the industrialized world, Germany has debt. It needs to sell as well. You know, it's not like we got the only debt. I mean, we got more of it. Right? I mean, we got the most, but, but everyone's got their, their debt. And we've been talking about negative rates and how much debt... Uh, in the world now where you have to pay them for the right to borrow the money right so think and, and let me I don't think I even said that right you have to pay them for the right for you to lend them the money you know think about uh you know the vig right the the mafioso right wait if you borrow $500 from the mob. Right? Hey, 
There's going to be a little action on that. When you go to pay it back, you don't pay them back and say, hey, here's $497. You, you know what I'm saying? You pay them back $497, right next thing you know, a baseball bat's going across your leg, right? And you're going to walk with a limp. Right? You got to show up with, you know, 550 maybe 600 right? That we, we know this, right? When you borrow money to buy a home, right? There's the price of the home, and then there's the loan to buy the home. And what comes with that home, right? Interest, right? And you got to make that payment, right? That's normal economics, Right? When you put your money in the bank. And here's what's so funny. You talk about the biggest scams out there now. Worse than the 401k. Hey, by the way, someone must listen to the show. Did you see the article about 401ks? <laughs> How, uh, whoops, maybe they're not the great investment that they made it out to be. Hey, gee, I wonder where they got that. If I got time today, I'll I'll share it with you. Because they gave you five things. I'll give you about 50 things. But that's okay. It's a start. You know, when they created this new banking system in 1933, and, of course, yesterday I educated you about your insurance, didn't I? That $250,000 tried to make you feel real good. Right, the fact that they don't have the money. Right? How can you have insurance? And, and and here's the thing. It's not like they took the money and invested it in these bonds and whatnot and they're building and they're saying, uh uh-uh. uh. Right? They only got what they got. But but neither here nor there. Talking about putting your money into the bank, and most of you out there, there's nothing we can do. Right, Most, if not all, major employers, anybody probably with more than 50 employees, and it may even be smaller, may even be 20, says you're on direct deposit. And if you don't go on direct deposit, you can't work here, period. How do I know this? My company, before I ever worked for my company did it. You didn't have a choice. Hey, I want a paper check. Nope. Right? And most of these companies, sometime in the late 90s, early 2000s, done. Right? And I know a lot of you out there are kind of, oh, yeah, well, yeah. Actually, you're right. My company did it 20 years ago. Yeah, you're right. When you find, When you go and get your new job, what's one of the forms you fill out? On your hiring packet, it's your direct deposit slip, right? Put your voided check here. Because that's the only way you're getting paid. It used to be. Now, here's the thing, and, I, and I'll remind you, and I know you, I've reminded you plenty, and all of you people that have been listening for, you know, longer than six months know this. The second that money hits your bank account 
It's not yours. Legally. That's banking law since like the 1400s. It was actually a case that went to the, uh, in England, that went to their Supreme Court and set the precedent for banking throughout the world, still used today. It's not your money. Why do you think in Greece they were able to say, hey, you can't take this out legally? Right? Why wouldn't the people have sued the banks in Greece? I want I don't care what you're saying, that's my money. I want it. You're not giving it to me. I'm suing you. Right? Not one person? Come on. There's a reason why. Nobody will take that case. <laughs> it's settled. I mean, we weren't even a country for a couple hundred years. It's not yours. You are an unsecured creditor to the bank. Now, used to work that, hey, listen, we get it here. You're going to give us money so we can loan it out to other people. Right? And we can't not, we, the bank can't loan out the money unless it's theirs. Right? That's how it works. And see, the bank, that's how they make money, by loaning out money to other people. And they used to, at least for the privilege. You know, hey, you're a nice guy. You're a nice guy to put your deposits here. Tell you what I'm going to do. You open up an account, right? Here's a free toaster. <laughs> Remember, they give you all kinds of little perks. Of course, those are gone. But the biggest perk was, hey, listen, we're going we're gonna to pay you some interest. You know, there didn't really used to be banking fees. Right? Listen, to those of you, you know, older than the age of like 45, right? When you first had a bank account, there weren't banking fees. Right? This has been brand new as they've been slowly what? Ripping us off all along. Now they don't even pay us interest. There's fees just for doing stuff. I just, my account's here. I pay my bill. Maybe I wrote a couple of checks. I got uh, automatic withdrawal set up. Whatever it may be. Fee. Here's a fee. There's a fee. Right? No interest to offset the fee. This costs you money. Just putting it there costs you money. See, but here's what they did. See, this is what the brilliance of them. They got you all locked up now, don't they? Have you ever, ever, all of you out there, there's no way around it. Changing banks is an incredible pain in the derriere, right? So most people just say, why do you think people still bank at Wells Fargo? <laughs> Even the ones at Wells, when Wells Fargo ripped them off, <laughs> You rip me out. It's still still going to cost me less. To, I'll just stay. Right. So now they're turning this into this whole thing where, at least originally, 
they gave you the vig on your money, right? Maybe not the full vig, but you got a vig, you know? Hey, I got $5,000 in my savings account, and they're going to say, all right, you know, we'll give you 5% or 6%, right? Because, you know, you are letting us borrow money every time you make a deposit. Now it just costs us money. And every year it costs more. Use the wrong ATM. (laughs) And you think some of these ATMs, it's like $3, $5, $10, depending on where you're at. Right? Because let's face it, most of the time when you use the wrong ATM, you're you're already somewhere right you're 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 at a ball game right or maybe you're at a concert or you're 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 at the uh, casino wherever and right those those machines they really whack you right so all of those things leading up to the fact that you now they've turned your money into not only do they you not own it anymore we charge you for it as well. Isn't that crazy? But that's the system we have. But now it's getting worse. Right? We're, we're, we're lining up for what's coming next. This morning, last night, whatever, I don't know, the time difference, Germany. And I've been telling you about how the German boon, right, the 10-year note is now negative 75 basis points. They did something yesterday for the first time that nobody's ever done. Nobody. They were selling 30-year notes. Okay, so these notes were going to expire in 2050. 2050. They only were selling... $2 $2 billion, which kind of made me laugh, right? 2 billion euros, which the euro now almost a parity with the dollar. One dollar ten for one euro now. So let's just, you know, say it was $2.1 billion. Here in the United States, if we were uh, uh, doing one of these, it, it would have been like, uh, I don't know, 25, 30, 35 billion. Right? Germany, 2.1 billion. They needed to sell these notes what made it a first it was the first time a 30 year note went to auction with a negative yield in other words hey you lend us 2 billion okay and in 2050 (laughs) we'll pay you $1.999 billion. How's that sound? (laughs) Ridiculous. But yet there it was. They had a little problem. Nobody came. Of the $2 billion, they sold 800 and I think it was 824 million of it. So the balance, uh, the German Central Bank uh, had to come in and buy the balance. So you think about they're buying over 50% of the auction. The Bundesbank had to, had to come in and take it. The bid to cover, 
right? Remember, I've been telling you about this bid to cover in the U.S., how I just saw the lowest one ever, 2.05. This one was 1.05. And that includes, right, the central bank in there. 1.05. Right? Just enough to say that the auction didn't fail. But it was a failed auction. And so, you know, we're sitting here, and I think we're going to see this negative yield rate stuff for the next three to five years. I, I do. And then I got a bad feeling that <laughs> right, the laws of economics that they say are true are going to be like, hey, you know what? Forget it. We don't want them. Right? And next thing you know, the yields are going to do what? Right? Go the other. Eventually, they're, you know they're going to. Yeah, how about that? Keep your money in the bank. What's the worst that could happen? I don't know. The bank goes under and you get a piece of paper and no ability to get to your money. Then again, if you got some gold and silver, you won't have to worry about it. Patriot Radio News Hour. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Antifa thugs and their protests have largely disappeared from the reporting of most cable news stations. Casual news watchers might assume Antifa rioters have given up and gone home, but nothing could be further from the truth. Violent mobs are running rampant in the streets of many cities and across college campuses, particularly in large liberal strongholds on the West Coast. Portland, Oregon is facing particularly dangerous problems that are unavoidably boiling over into news headlines. Try as they might, the news simply cannot contain the dangerous violence at the hands of Antifa mobs who are running the streets unchallenged by law enforcement. Just a month ago, a Portland Antifa counter-rally resulted in the violent beating of a conservative journalist, Andy No. He's known by Antifa, and upon recognizing him, raised tempers quickly led to violence. Andy was severely beaten, and his camera equipment was stolen. Several videos captured the scuffle, proving it to be an incredibly one-sided fight. Portland police were essentially nowhere to be seen during this incident or several others. Individuals reported that Antifa members were throwing milkshakes at conservative rally-goers that contained quick-drying concrete. Andy No suffered severe injuries to his head and his face. Many others were injured as well, and much of it was caught on camera. Antifa members left one rally-goer with multiple deep gashes over his neck and head. They chased down the street and continued to beat an elderly man, all while Portland authorities were silent. Mayor Ted Wheeler has come under harsh criticism for his city's lack of response to this despicable violence. Citizens began demanding answers, telling the world through their online platforms that this type of violence and street anarchy is routine in Portland and other similar places. Mayor Wheeler finally broke the silence with a few obligatory tweets against violence and suppression of speech. But his lip service from behind safe, closed doors fell on angry ears. The Portland Police Association sent a scorching reply, accusing city government of handcuffing police and allowing violence to rule the streets. Enough is enough, said the association's director. This is a perfect example of Portland politics at work. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. These culturally relevant commentaries, along with videos, columns, and bulletins, are waiting for you at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. 
Plus, you can find, follow, and share our work on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. Today we're going to have a very unique special, because I've only got two. I've got one here in Phoenix. I've got one in Colorado. Cases of U.S. Silver Eagles. The, the, they're, they're back dates. But here's what I'll tell you. Because not all back dates are created equal. Some years, the Mint did a better job than others. You know, and I don't know where they get the tubes and the lids and and the green monster boxes that they come in, but uh, my guess is probably somewhere from China. I don't know. Some years they don't do as good a job as making them as others. So some of these backdate years, the coins are toned. Right? And it, I don't care. It doesn't mean anything. But some people don't like, you know, they get upset. Ah, I want them to look brand shiny and new. These are brand shiny and new. So the, these are uh, really nice looking back dated two cases. One case here. One case in Colorado. 9500 dollars. And you pick it up. 9500 dollars and you pick it up. If you want us to ship it, I will ship them at $70. That puts your cost at $1.85 over spot. Spot's $17.15, $1.85, give or take, over spot. Pretty much means we're the cheapest in the country. I've got one case here in Phoenix, one case up there in Colorado, it's they're in their green monster box, right? The you know, and I I, I liken it to uh, it, it's similar to a shoebox, similar to a shoebox in size. It weighs forty two pounds. Arlene hates it. Wendy hates it, right? It's heavy, right? It weighs forty two pounds. He had 25 rolls of 20 in the case. And the Mets got this, you know, green, we call it the green monster box because the, the, the case that comes in is green. It's got these inserts, a bottom insert, a top insert. And then they got the 25 rolls of 20 with the, you know, the white tube with the green top uh, all ready to go for you. Put your cost to, at $19 to the ounce. At ninety five hundred dollars, and you you know you look at the savings on a uh, on a just a, a regular you know say twenty nineteen, you're saving a dollar seventy five an ounce. So that's big, big savings there. I got two cases, one here, uh, one in Colorado at eight hundred. Nine five one zero five nine two. 
Uh, as I said, gold seventeen fifteen, silver or gold, gold. Sorry, silver at seventeen fifty, gold uh, at fifteen oh four and change. Both of them are essentially dead flat, doing nothing. The Dow is up two hundred and seventy points again. Get the Fed minutes uh, a little bit after this, and I, it's almost like the Dow's like, hey, we already know they changed it. It's going to be all dovish, right? That's just kind of how they're acting. Uh, We did have some economic data out today, so let me get to it. We had earnings. You'll hear about Lowe's and Target. If you turn on the idiot box, they only want to tell you about Lowe's and Target. They were okay. They were good. Target was was good. Now, Target, uh, they're, they're, they're just catching up on the online thing. Lowe's, remember Lowe's had a horrible quarter last quarter. So they had a bounce back. Both of them, listen, they weren't. They're making them out to be the awesomest reports of all time. They were good. Existing home sales came out for July. It was in line. They, they you know, the, they, they, the, it, well, I'll just give you the good news. It was up. That's like the first time in like a year and a half. Existing home sales were up, but remember, that's when the rates got real low. Uh, not up as much as they were hoping. And then Toll Brothers, oof, uh, I hope you didn't have Toll Brother today. Uh, Toll Brothers stock getting hammered. Uh, the amount of people interested in buying a Toll Brother home dropping dramatically here's the problem you know toll brothers for those of you that maybe don't have toll brothers where you're at they're the high-end home builder like like here in town they're the million dollar new home right well you know one to two million dollar toll brother um and and their numbers came in awfully soft uh and those were kind of the earnings numbers then the really interesting number came out from the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics, and it had to do with jobs. And I'm like, it's not the first week of the month, right? We know every the first Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of the month, we get all the jobs data from the previous month. Once a year, the BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they keep track of this stuff. They'll go back and give you, well, you know, the number we gave you wasn't the real number. But we'll go ahead and and we'll give you that now. So here we are. It's August of 2019. And what the BLS did is they they went back and they, they said, you know, 2018... We said we created, every month, 223,000 jobs a month. That was the average. The, the BLS said, ah, that was off by a little bit. To the tune, they took away 501,000 jobs for 2018. Just God. I don't know. The alien came down in their ship and took the jobs away. Uh, they're now saying that the estimate for jobs, I guess it was an estimate. They tell, you know, they act like it's the real thing. 
instead of 223 was more like 180,000. So about, you know, about 42,000 less jobs a month than originally reported. And I just thought it was odd because they do this all the time. And usually it's not a big number. This was the biggest number on record since 2009, which makes sense, right? Because 2009, the crash was happening, and they were totally overestimating everything then as well. I don't know if that means a whole lot or not, but it's pretty interesting that the, the comparison number gives me a little bit of the creeps. We'll be back right after the break. Just like that, uh, the cases of silver are gone. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, both those cases are now spoken for. It, some, it happens that way. Uh, when these markets really get hot and you put out those prices, you got to jump in. I apologize. Uh, I wish I could have done more, but that, that was all that we really had available at, uh, at a price where I could put them out there. Uh, so thank you guys for, for supporting us. Uh, that's how we keep the lights on. Uh, I don't know that. We'll, we'll try to come up with something between now and then, uh, between now and the end of the show. But we, we sold out of the Walker and Kennedy halves that we had the other day. We sold those out. Uh, this one sold out uh, as well. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can come up with. But we're talking about these jobs. In the huge correction, I could understand it in 09, right? Because, man, did they miss it, right? The economy was in the toilet. And all of these, you know, they have these formulas. And this is why I, I you know, when you think about how I started the show in my rant about the central bank needing their autonomy, which is a bunch of crap. Right? They, they have these little... They want to believe that a formula can fix everything. There's, it's ridiculous. And, of course, we live in an age with computers now. There's no reason for us to use seasonal adjustments. Heck, there's no reason for estimates. Let's just use the real numbers. I, I know. Novel idea. Hey, uh, I'm in the boardroom. I got my hand up. Hey, uh, Jay Powell, call on me, Jay. Joe, what do you want? What do you want? Hey, how about we forget this bull crap of imaginary fake stuff, and let's just use the real numbers. They'd laugh me out of the room. <laughs> oh, good one. That's a good one, Double. That's hilarious. Right? If we use the real numbers, how are people going to believe that we really know what we're doing? So here's what they said were the jobs. Where did we lose the jobs? Where did these 501,000 fake jobs, right? It was kind of like fake news. These were fake jobs. I wonder how many points the Dow rallied on these good job numbers. Maybe why, you know what, actually, this may be the reason why the Dow is actually up. So the Dow finished down 175 points yesterday. It's up 265 points today. This may be the reason. Hey, it's really not that good. I don't know. They said that fewer jobs were created in restaurants, hotels, retailers, and professional business services. 
And it was so funny how they listed it. Because if you read it this way, you'd be like, oh, okay, well, they overstated restaurants and hotels, retailers, and these uh, professional services. That must have been the smallest number. See, because that's the one, that's the good jobs. So you have restaurant jobs. Those aren't great jobs. Hotels, apparently, you know, right? The maids and, and, and the uh, the kids that take your order at the pool, right? Those aren't great jobs. Retailers, we know those aren't great jobs. And these, this other category, which is where the good jobs are. Leisure and hospitality took the biggest hit. 175000 Business services was the second biggest number. Almost the biggest. 163,000 less jobs in professional business services. By the way, retail uh, at a negative 146. And even that one, I, I, I have a hard time even believing that one. I mean, come on, anybody uh, out there that that thinks that uh, retailers are hiring uh, more than they're firing doesn't even know what's happening out there. I mean, you start going into some of these malls, and I'm talking about the malls that were 20% empty, go back to them. They're 40, 50% empty. The malls that were 40 and 50% empty, they're 70% empty. It's, it's, It's absolutely crazy. Uh, what's happening out there? But that was the that was all the data that came out. But again, none of that matters. Everyone's waiting for these Fed minutes. Uh, and and again, I, and I said it in the first day. Why do we got to wait three weeks? Right? Why do we have to wait three weeks? What are you doing during that three weeks? And so I reminded everybody, and I'll do it one more time. Remember, and I, I'm gearing up for tomorrow. They were divided on the vote, right? This rate cut that we got July 31st, it wasn't unanimous. Matter of fact, there was two dissenters. Both of the dissenters, by the way, didn't want to cut rates at all. Right? And this is when we got the, uh, you know, the insurance rate cut. And really, here's really what it was. This was the Fed's way of saying, hey, we screwed up in December. Right, we screwed up. Now they're not going to say it that way, uh, but nonetheless, now of course everybody's, you know, the president wants another point cut. Everybody knows they're cutting rates uh, once and really probably twice between now and the end of the year and all that. So we'll compare what they had in the minutes uh, tomorrow. I, I'm just curious. I just, you know, I, I'm one of those those people out there. This is what happens. When you you give autonomy, and you know this is our financial well-being. That's probably the last place there should be autonomy anywhere. And again, it's not like they print up 175 pages. It's a couple paragraphs, right? It's such a small number that the the uh, the websites out there. They'll show you the changes. What words have changed between the last statement? I mean, we're talking about a handful of words. They don't even retype the whole report. They go back, oh, what was the last report? Oh, okay, well, let's change the date, and let's change five words on it and call it a good. 
right? That'd be plagiarism in high school, but in, in, in Federal Reserve thought, that's just good economic policy. Final segment coming up. Hey, final segment, 800-951-0592. And then the website at allamericangold.com. Uh, still the best deal I got out there. Still going to be those $20 Libs and Saints, uh, fifteen fifty uh, at 800-951-0592. Those are the $20 gold pieces, uh, the one-ounce gold pieces, the older ones. Uh, we sold out of the special today. The cases of Silver Eagles uh, are, are gone. Uh, Arlene is in the shipping room right now. If you're waiting on product, it's on its way. Uh, Jason, I know, has been calling you folks up there in Colorado as well to be picking up there. Uh, 800-951-0592. Uh, gold's doing nothing. Unchanged. Uh, 150460. 150460. Silver is up a cent. Uh, 1716 on silver. Uh, the Dow's up 260. Everybody waiting for Federal Reserve minutes. Uh, I, why, I don't know. I mean, they're not even worth the paper they're printed on. By the way, the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, originally, originally, the CBO said that this year the budget deficit would be $825 billion. Then in May they said, eh, okay, maybe... Uh, $860 billion. <laughs> well, today they said, well, um, how about $960 billion? Of course, now remember, they're projecting the low number, the small number. Uh, so their new number just below a trillion. They don't want to admit it yet. Uh, but uh, here's the funny part. Here's what they did say. Hey, uh, we only misstated it by 16%. Right? You know, that's better than what the Federal Reserve does. So uh, government work, I guess that's close enough. Uh, and, of course, um, by the way, they rose at $63 billion from the last report. So uh, they, they were at 897 Before that, they were at 825 uh, Of course, the end of the month, the end of the fiscal year is 40 days away. It's the end of September. I mean, now, you know, it's hardly what you'd call good bookkeeping records, right? 40 days before the end of the quarter, oh, hey, oh, we're off $63 billion. And my guess is they're going to be off a little more than that. By the way, according to the CBO, starting next year, and they they do 10-year deals. So, from next year all the way through uh, 2029, 2020 to 2029, a trillion dollar plus every year. And of course, they don't know. They, they make guesstimates on on what the GDP is going to be. They make guesstimates on what the interest uh, rates are going to be and all of those things. They got to this number, by the way. Uh, they lowered the interest rate, the interest that we're going to have to pay, you know, taking into consideration everybody's going negative. But remember, we'll go negative. I, I, I'm convinced we're going negative for a little while what happens after negative that's got me even more worried but even think about that remember don't buy gold because it didn't pay interest was the mantra for decades now you don't hear them say that anymore i wonder what they're going to say when the bond yields are all negative about not buying gold then right 
Are they going to say, right? Aren't, why aren't they saying nobody should buy bonds because they don't pay interest? I haven't heard it yet. I'm sure they'll t- they'll come up with some reason why. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow. Everyone have a great day.